This week, we saw a committee formed, Trump's CFO being prosecuted in court, and a new social media platform formed. You're listening to Politics Schmaltics, and this is the week of 6 27 2021. Hello everyone, I hope you've been having a nice 4th of July weekend. I know I have. I remember talking about like 5, 6, maybe even 7 months ago about how Biden, he's made this plan. And he said if enough people get vaccinated, hopefully um, this year we'll be able to have our first in-person 4th of July in a very long time with actual gatherings. And um, I'm trying to remember where he exactly said that. Was he addressing the Senate or something? I'm not too sure, actually. Uh, I I forgot. It's been a long time. But yes, that's what he said. And indeed, we had in-person 4th of July celebrations this year. We didn't have the morning parade in our city like we usually do, but uh, we still had the fireworks show, and it was packed. There were tons and tons of people, and it was just so awesome seeing everyone again. And so... That's what was happening, and um, I'm sorry for not uploading last week, but I had a a comic book competition that I needed to do, and as usual, I procrastinated, and I left the work till the last minute, so that's what I was rushing on last week, but either way, let us begin. So, we all know Trump, he has a very bad tax record, and not everyone knows, but he didn't have to pay $750 in federal income tax in both the years 2016 and 2017, and in the and in the previous 15 years, in 10 of those 15 years, he didn't have to pay any tax at all. And <clears throat> $750 alone is a very, it's a very, very low number, especially for a guy of his net worth. But... For missing 10 out of 15 years? How did he do that? That That's kind of crazy. Taxes, especially if you live in Illinois, they're high. They're, it's a hassle. Some people can't afford to pay taxes and they get in trouble. And yet we have these rich billionaires, Jeff Bezos, Donald Trump, everyone. They're getting away with not paying taxes. It's, it's just, it's not fair. But anyways, people want to see Trump's tax returns. And since 2011, he has promised to show them. And it's been over 10 years. He just keeps on making excuses. It started out with Obama showing it started out with Obama showing his birth certificate. And Trump had said, if Obama does show his birth certificate, he will release his tax returns. That never happened. It just kept on going on like that, kept on delaying it. And it went on to, um, in 2017, he said, oh yeah, if I make it into, no, not in 2017, in 2016, he said, if I make it into the White House, I will release my tax returns. Well, he did that. And he had a good four years in the White House and he created a lot of trouble, as we all know. We're going to talk about that later. But yeah, he's never released his tax returns. And I'm not sure if he ever, ever will. He probably won't. But anyways, Moving on, the CFO of his company, Trump has a company, pretty much what I know about it is when I went to Chicago, we go to Chicago like twice uh, a year, we live fairly close to it, you can, right next to this river, there's a big Trump building and it's a humongous hotel and it has offices and apartments and stuff, and I never actually went inside it, but I just got to see it from that bridge, and it has Trump in big blue letters at the top. And I remember that when um, Hillary lost the election, many, many people were protesting outside of that building. So yes, Trump 
works in real estate. He got that from his father. His father also worked in real estate. And so the CFO of this company, he, he's been prosecuted in court on fringe benefits and essentially what are fringe benefits? They're just types of benefits that you get whenever you work for a company. But it's not just the fringe benefits. It's a weird thing that they did with these fringe benefits. And it's complicated. It's really complicated. I had to like try to work it out like 10 times. But essentially... What was happening was that Trump would pay for things like apartment fees, Alan's grandchildren's private schools, cars needed for work, for traveling and stuff. And these were, these should have been benefits, right? And so essentially Trump would pay for these things, but they wouldn't put it down in Weaselberg's, Alan Weaselberg's, oh, I think I may have forgotten to say it, but Alan Weaselberg is the name of the CFO. I'm just going to call him Alan because I don't want to mispronounce his last name. I'm sorry if I did that. So they wouldn't put it down in Alan's W-2S form. And what a W-2S form is, it's a form that you need to give to the IRS. And it's just for companies to give to them to show like how much you pay your employees and what benefits you give them and all of this stuff. So that may have been complicated, so I'm going to repeat it uh, one more time. Trump would pay for things that Allen needed or that Allen used, like apartments, his Trump's own apartments, you know, that Trump has. He leases them out to people. Trump would pay for those. He would pay for cars that Allen had to use for traveling. And so Trump, he paid for this, but he didn't put it down in Allen's W-2S form, which, as I said, is a form. It shows you how much it shows. Com- it tells. Let me rephrase that. It shows the IRS how much companies give to their employees. And Trump never put that down. And so Trump never put that down on the W-2S. And then Allen wouldn't have to put this on his tax returns. Sorry if that wasn't any less complicated. It's even com. It's just a tongue. It's a tongue twister. But yes, that's what happened. And so we, Alan, he didn't have to pay for many taxes of things that Trump had paid for. And uh, obviously, that's one of the ways Trump avoids paying taxes. And Alan also avoided paying taxes. But. Either way, either way, this went to court, Allen was prosecuted on these charges, but right-wing media and Trump and his son, they did a pretty good job of making it seem like nothing had happened. And even in a rally that Trump held, he told everyone that these allegations were true. He, He acknowledged that what happened was true, but he just made it seem like it wasn't that big of a deal. He was just like, oh, these are small charges. And uh, they're just doing it because, as usual, there's always a political witch hunt against him, right? You know, if he doesn't have any logical thing to explain what happened, it's just going to be like, oh, no, nah, they're just they're just doing this. It's a political witch hunt. Nothing wrong that I did on my part, even though I told you that I did something wrong. You know, it, it's weird. It really is. But either way, I'm a little disappointed that that's all they got because fringe benefits, man, that's not going to do a lot. Um, but still, it's just the beginning. It just is the beginning. There still will be major business fallbacks for the Trump organization. Trump owns companies a lot in loans. And if if it goes really bad for Trump, those companies will be able to request the loans as soon as they want. They won't have to wait until 2024, which is when Trump owns a lot of money in loans. And so, yes, this, as I said, this is just the start of the prosecutors. They said that they're still going to continue investigating and see what happens.
everyone by now knows the story of January 6th. And uh, so I'm just going to give a a fairly quick recap. What happened was there was this Save America rally that Trump had uh, very much advertised on his extinct Twitter account. And uh, so, yes, many people came and Trump and a bunch of other speakers there pretty much flat out told the crowd to march to the Capitol and create as much trouble as they could. It, it was the plan all along. And yes, later on, Trump did get impeached for this by the House of Representatives, but not the Senate, unfortunately. But yeah, that, that, was, the, that was pretty much the story. There are many conspiracy theories coming out, like it was actually the FBI or that Black Lives Matter inf- infiltrated the riot and everyone else there was just there for peaceful reasons. Obviously, these are conspiracy theories. All of this is fake. Don't believe it. They're made by people who either aren't willing to accept the fact that the Capitol riot was incited by Trump, or they're just doing it so that their political fan base won't abandon them. So they just feed them lies. And these people now have false hopes. Either way, a couple of weeks back when I was in Colorado, they had this vote in the U.S. Senate to have a bipartisan, which means both parties are involved, committee to investigate on the January 6th riot. And it failed because nowadays politics, if you want to become a Republican, literally three things you have to do. You need to say election was rigged. You need to say that Trump won. And you need to make sure that Trump endorses you. And literally, you'll become a senator. I guarantee it. I'll write an entire book with one page. Three tips on how to become a U.S. senator if you're going Republican. And that's the entire book. Literally. It's so simple. But yes, these senators, they're not going to break the rules, obviously. Because if they do, they're, they're, they're the population that backs them, they're not going to like them anymore. They're going to vote against them in the midterms. And the midterms are coming up. Plus, you'll be branded as a traitor by the party, and uh, you might lose your position if you're highly ranked in the party. Either way, as I said, it failed in the Senate, and it went on to the House of Representatives. And so, yes, in the House of of Representatives, they actually managed to get this committee working. There are eight members running this um, committee that are actually in the committee, I mean. There's out of the eight, there's seven Democrats, most who are involved in national security, and including Adam Schiff, who we talked about just two weeks ago. And uh, there's one, there's one Republican filling in the eighth spot, and that is Liz Cheney. Now, there were only two Republicans who voted for the committee, so Pelosi had to choose between Adam Kissinger and Liz Cheney, but she chose Cheney. And uh, ironically, there were actually other Republicans who voted against this committee, such as Matt Gates, Lauren Boebert, and Marjorie Taylor Greene. And they, they still wanted to place on the committee. I mean, that makes no sense. If you vote against it, why why should you get a place on the committee? And uh, there was a fear that uh, people who voted to who voted against the election results would make it onto the committee. There was that fear, but uh, that didn't happen. And uh, now, for Republicans who did want to join the committee, Kevin McCarthy, the minority leader of the House, so he's actually the boss of all Republicans in the House, he threatens every single Republican, by, and he said if they do that, he'll take away their committee assignments. Now, I'm, I'm sure he wouldn't have done that if it was Josh Hawley or Marjorie Taylor Greene who wanted to join, but he would do it for any sort of neutral Republican, right? And so, yes, Liz Cheney, she doesn't really have much to lose, so I, I know that's why it's a good choice that she's on because she's 
Republicans don't respect her anymore, so she's got nothing to lose. And I'm not even sure if Kevin Kevin McCarthy will actually do that. I mean, I know he has a lot of power, but still, he wouldn't. It, it would just be embarrassing. Like, wh- what happened to the free speech? What happened to the censorship? Oh wait, no, now you're doing the censorship. Oh, that's so ironic. You know, that's that's how it would be. But either way, either way, this committee it will continue. It will investigate what happened on the Capitol on that day. But there is one major, major, major fallback. And I can't stress that enough. I am afraid that people won't believe a thing that comes out. And it's just because of the political dividend between these two parties. It just doesn't seem like it's going to happen at this rate. Even only people who believe in the government, only they'll actually believe what comes out of this investigation. But it's not partisan enough. There's only one Republican, and that, I mean, it's not bipartisan enough. There's only one Republican, and that Republican isn't even respected by by Republicans anymore. Liz Cheney, she's lost her spot. Literally, none of the Republicans respect her anymore and it's just because she was speaking the truth and and it's so sad but literally if the report comes out it's just gonna be like oh it's fake news they just created it oh no they have no clear evidence you know that's how it's just gonna continue but hopefully there's some extremely solid evidence hopefully when mccarthy and hopefully they can maybe even get trump to testify hopefully when both of them testify they'll get some pretty great information that will change people's minds. Yes, so indeed, that was pretty much it for this week. But we still, we still have weekly roundups. And so uh, we're going to start with Kamala Harris's office. And so uh, Kamala, her office hasn't exactly been the calmest place through her time there. Recently, there have been complaints coming up that the environment isn't the best and that people who work there say that it's not a place where you feel supported and it's an abusive environment. Others say that it's not supposed to be easy peasy and that the environment is just fine. There are some who have an issue with Tina Florani. I'm sorry, I'm sorry if I miss pronounce your name. I just, I'm not good at pronouncing names. But yes, Tina, she worked with Bill Clinton and she was his chief of staff after he left office. And people think she's a bit extreme. And she's been accused of not even letting Bill's personal friends reach him. But either way, this is affecting the entire White House and hopefully Kamala finds a way to de-escalate the tension, make the environment friendlier because this is your office. These are your staffs. You can't like make them be in such a unfriendly environment. And so now there's a new social media app. So around two or three months ago, we talked about how Trump was going to launch his own social media platform and he's banned from all the others. But uh, he was beat. He was beat to it by someone he hired. So uh, Jason Miller, he worked with Trump. He was working in there for the um, transition of Donald Trump's office, you know, from the White House into the White House. And so, yes. And Jason Miller, he just pretty much bought an app called Getter. And it, it's, it looks very similar to Twitter. And so this app was originally created in China for people who wanted to speak out against the current Chinese Communist Party that is in power. But the app was recently modified. And it's also now for those who dislike the cur- current government in the U.S. 
Now we have big accounts on there, such as Marjorie Taylor Greene. We have Josh Hawley, but Trump doesn't want to join because this actually isn't his platform. Trump's platform is going to come out later, and so he probably wouldn't want to endorse this one because it would give a boost to his own competitor. But overall, one thing I don't understand, and it really bugs me a whole lot, and it's so ironic, but why do politicians hate big tech so much? They literally write books on how bad big tech is, and yet they still have Twitter. They still have Facebook. They still have Instagram. They pay these companies for advertising purposes. They tweet to their followers and release statements on these social media platforms. If you hate big tech so much, delete all your social media accounts. Just go on the parlor or Getter. But they really need these social media platforms. They can't just continue insulting big tech because it's just so ironic because they use it at the same time. Anyways, that was pretty much it for this week. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, please feel free to spread the word about the podcast. Also, please feel free to join our mailing list. All you need to do is send an email to politicsmolitics2020 at gmail.com and I'll automatically add you. Also, feel free to rate us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps me and it, it helps improve this podcast a bunch too. You were listening to Politics Schmalitics, and this was the week of July 27th, 2021.